This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello and welcome to Pod's Own Country, the Yorkshire Post political podcast. I'm Jerry Scott, the Yorkshire Post Westminster correspondent, and this week my guest is the leader of the Yorkshire Party, Bob Buxton. Now look, Bob is standing in the West Yorkshire mayoral race, but that's not why I've got him on today. I wanted to speak to Bob because with the emergence of the Northern Independence Party, you might remember we had Felma Walker on, who was a member and former MP a couple of weeks ago. I wanted to speak to him about really whether people care about whether their politics is done locally, nationally, and what that means for the electoral map. Now, look, in the interests of fairness, like I say, Bob is standing for the Yorkshire party in the West Yorkshire mayoral election. And um, I'd like to tell you who he's standing against. So we've got Waj Ali for Reform UK. We've got Tracy Brabin for Labour. We've got Andrew Cooper for the Green Party, Stuart Galton for the Liberal Democrats, Therese Hurst for the English Democrats, Matt Robinson for the Conservatives. So that's who is standing. So you've got the full list there. But let's have a chat with Bob about exactly what it means to be a more localised party. I'm really, really glad to have Bob Buxton on uh, from the Yorkshire Party this week. Bob, how are you doing? I'm not bad, thank you. Now, very busy time, of course, but uh, yeah, things going quite well. Yeah, absolutely. And look, we're going to get straight into um, everything that we want to dive into today, kind of straight away. But to start us off, do you want to tell me a bit about what the Yorkshire Party is? Now, don't get me wrong, I know, because we speak to you guys quite often. But if listeners haven't heard of you, who are the Yorkshire Party? Okay, so we're a we're party of the centre ground, and we want um, more decisions to be made locally. So Scotland's got uh, a lot of devolution, proper devolution, proper powers. They control their own fate, and we want the same things uh, for Yorkshire. And it's not an unusual idea, because uh, every other democracy in the world is less centralised than the UK. Mm. So we're the odd one out there. So to find a, a country that's more centralised than the UK, you have to go to a fascist state. And, and people like don't quite realise all we have isn't normal. Go to any other country you want, whether whether it's Spain or it's Germany or it's Switzerland, you'll find um, devolution is is just normal. It's not even called devolution. It's just what normally is. So the Yorkshire Party um, came to existence because we realised Yorkshire wasn't being treated fairly. We we couldn't stand up for um, for ourselves. Uh, transport spending per person is always a, a great deal lower uh, than it is in London, for example. Uh, it was planned to be just fourteen percent per person. Uh, for the next 10 years and since then we've suffered a lot of cancellations you know Bradford's new station has been downgraded now it's probably going to be cancelled and lots of other things being cancelled as well so we're probably looking at about 10 percent per person on transport for the next 10 years and it's been the same way in the past so uh, the party was formed because Yorkshire needed uh, a stronger voice to fight for, for real devolution much stronger than an offer with the mayoral system and um, we believe we can provide a good alternative uh, to the big two and try and break that sort of um, two-party lock or even one-party lock that the Tories have now. Yeah, and that's really interesting because a couple of weeks ago I had um, 
Felma Walker on, who you'll know as the former MP for Con Valley, and then announced that she was standing for the Northern Independence Party in the Hartlepool by-election. But then, of course, they didn't get their party registered in time, so she's now standing as an independent, but as a member of them. I mean, this, this new Northern Independence Party has got a lot of coverage. Were you a bit like, well, we've been kind of banging the drum on this kind of thing for quite a while now? Yeah, so let's just um, differentiate ourselves from Northern Independence Party. Um, so they're talking about the same sorts of problems with the unfairness with representation and with spending, fine. Um, but of course, whilst we're a moderate party, centre ground party, they're a socialist party. And of course, their solution is extreme. Mm -hmm. Their solution is independence for the North, which would wreck the economy. You'd create far more problems than you'd solve with that. And I rightly say they're still not a political party. They're still not registered. They could have registered back in the autumn. Instead, they formed a limited company. So anyone who gave them money, you gave your money to a limited company. And uh, I think some section of the media, particularly the BBC, should make it very clear to people they were not a political party. They said the opposite. You know, they gave them a lot of coverage as though they were a political party and they weren't. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we, we disagree with them. I think independence would be um, ridiculous. We want proper powerful devolution like every other region in, in democracies around the world has, and indeed um, Scotland has. Yeah, absolutely. And I wonder why you think because you you know you guys you've got you've got plenty of you've got a handful of councillors haven't you and I know we've spoken in the past about how you contest really the, all am I right in saying all of the elections that come around in Yorkshire? Uh, yeah, pretty much all, all the elections. Yeah, we um, absolutely uh, three general elections have taken place since we were formed um, seven years ago. Um, two European elections, yeah, all the council elections. Absolutely, we contest everything. Political parties exist to contest and win elections. Mm. And uh, the reason for that, uh, before the Yorkshire Party, there was the Yorkshire Devolution Movement, made the same arguments, but they weren't, they weren't a political party, they didn't stand in elections, they were a sort of pressure group, if you like, and they realised um, that they had to contest elections to break through to the media and, and to speak to people. If someone was a leaflet through your door saying, I'm standing for your local council, people take note of that, they're interested in that, and obviously our job is to get them to vote for that. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, if you argue at work, you're here talking to me today, so um, <laughs> that's... <Yeah. laughs> That's positive. But the reason I ask is because, you know, I wonder if you think what's going to happen after Hartlepool, right? So, like I said, they've got Thelma Walker kind of as their candidate, but not really, definitely not officially, because yeah. like I said, they didn't register as a party in time, but she is standing kind of with their, you know, with their ideals and their, their policies. Do you think we'll see more of this Northern Independence Party after this, or are we looking at a bit of a kind of flash in the pan kind of situation here? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's very difficult to say. I mean, the, the polling, the only poll I saw concerning Hartlepool, this is before it came apparently, weren't going to be registered in time, uh, gave, gave them 2%. Um, since they're not registered in time, it's going to confuse people because lots of independents, or might, they, they might get less than that. Um, let's just compare the Yorkshire Party to, um, to Change UK. Mm. Um, now, they started off with 11 MPs. Um, they got more publicity in the first day than we've probably ever had. <laughs> they got donations, they had the odd council def defected to them. And 10 months later, they didn't exist. Yeah. So if you, if you get things wrong, you can go from a really high status, one of the biggest parties in the, in the country to MPs, to absolute nothing. If you get it right, you can do what the Yorkshire Party did, going from nothing to having um, council representation, all different levels across the three ridings. And indeed, getting you know fifty thousand votes uh, in the Euros. Um, I say I'm speaking to you now I'm on BBC later on today, ITV tomorrow, and you, you can grow like that. Now, what will the Northern Independence Party do? Will they will they be organised or will they be disorganised? Well, the main thing I've got to go by, Jerry, is that they didn't manage to register their party. They should have done it back in the autumn, and they'd be on the ballot papers. They didn't manage to register their name. 
um, of you know people have been giving money to a to limited company, which is, is just not on. Um, so they don't appear to be terribly well organized. Um, I mean, that, that might change, we, we don't know. Um, but they, they say they've gone for the sensationalist approach, which tends to get short term publicity, but doesn't get sustainable growth. Yeah. And I wonder if, I wonder why you think the Yorkshire Party has been able to do that. Because, like you say, you were, offhand, did you say seven years ago? And before that, I know, like yeah. the movement, but as a party, has it been kind of that? I don't know, slow and steady, or is it because people, you know, obviously believe in the kind of things you're telling them on the doorstep as well? Oh yeah, ultimately, yeah. I mean, if people, you know, didn't agree with us, didn't vote for us, yeah, it wouldn't be happening. And like I said, we got over fifty thousand um, in the euros. Uh, that was on a very, very low turnout, and an issue which, you know, it wasn't a devolution issue, was it? It was a European issue. Yeah. So that was fifty thousand with things not being, you know, being aligned against us. That was a, a, probably a low side. Um, so people are, are agreeing with us more and more. And in the last two general elections, in terms of number of votes, we've, we've come sixth in England. That's the total number of votes. Um, so yeah, people are agreeing with us. Obviously, that you need that. If we weren't getting these sorts of results, if, if we got five thousand years rather than fifty thousand, then you know it, it wouldn't be working. Um, it's the it's good old-fashioned Yorkshire stubbornness as well. <laughs> um, I mean, I joined in 2014. All of us, all of us knew, you know, we're we're not going to win. Uh, we're not, we're not going to get a parliament for Yorkshire next year. It's going to be, it's, it's, a, it's a long, long road. We're not going to see you as that. Prime Minister next year, are we, Bob? Not yet. <laughs> yeah. that, that would be some strange coalition um, with that. But, um, but you know, we've, we've got ourselves into a position where, you know, we are getting publicity, we, we are getting noticed, we are getting votes. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm contending, of course, in the in the West Yorkshire mayor election. Yes. And we're saying we've, got, we've got councils, including the top level of council and the grassroots level of council as well, including myself. And it's been that gradual approach. One year old, um, I um, um, the party was one year old. We got our first town and parish um, councillors, including mm. myself. And then you know, it took a bit longer then to get to the higher levels. But you know we're there now, and you know we, we are starting to build momentum. Mayor elections, uh, Doncaster as well. We're contesting that, and uh, you know we, we start to move towards um, uh, competing properly to, to win in those elections. Mm. Um, so it, it is it's hard work. Um, none of us get paid for being. In the Yorkshire Party, so we've all got real jobs. I think that's also part of the appeal. I think people know, yeah, I, I teach engineering apprentices. I'm, I'm in teaching. I'm in engineering. One of the bits that I'm really interested in with all of it is kind of your success, because I think, I mean, I don't, I, you, you obviously get exactly the same, but I think sometimes I've mentioned that you know the Yorkshire Party exists. As listeners will know, I work in Westminster um, for the majority of my time, and people kind of raise an eyebrow a little bit when they first hear about it but you're obviously deadly serious and you've had a lot of success what do you say to those people that raise an eyebrow um yeah I think um the, this is the problem with, with bad, bad politics which which I think we're getting from the big two parties that's Labour and local government and Tories nationally mm. it's self-sustaining it puts people off politics so much uh, that some people aren't really interested in in learning about a new party and in many cases not even interested in voting because local election um, and European election tend to get about 33 percent turnout and even last general election I think it was only about 67 percent so a whole third of eligible voters didn't bother that's a huge number of people um yeah the most popular um vote at last general election was not casting a vote yeah that's bad so it is it, it's very frustrating that because the people have been put off by politics um you know, and, and what happened over Brexit, you know, I voted Remain, but I respected the result. And there are millions of people like me who couldn't understand 
why Westminster didn't move on to let's get a good deal now and we could have got a much better deal than we've got and which would have you know potentially pleased um, everyone at least pleased everyone to an extent but that that bad politics at Westminster just puts people off in, entirely and I say to people um, you know we haven't got a perfect model of democracy first past the post is certainly not perfect the Merrill model is certainly not perfect but we are still a democracy and you still have a vote and if you think politics is a bit rubbish at the moment you can change that you have to believe that you can change. I have to believe that going to the polling station or posting your vote is going to make a difference. But, you know, things do change. Democracy does still happen. Seats at local level, national, they, they, they do change hands. And um, so, so that's what I say to people. We formed this party because we felt we could do better for Yorkshire, better than the big two. And, uh, you know, just give us a chance. Read the leaflets, read the website. If, if you like it, great. Please vote for us. Think about joining us. If you don't like us, that's fair enough. But yeah, consider us and consider it, look at other any reasonable um, other party as well. I wonder also what it means for, and you know, you're speaking not as just as leader, but as a councillor and candidate yourself. I wonder what that means for your councillors and candidates to be a member of a smaller party. Is there more freedom? I mean, obviously you all are, you know, backing your same kind of pledges and things like that, but are, are, are yeah. you not as maybe constrained by the party whip as you might be if you were in Labour or the Conservatives? Oh, there's no party whip. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. No, that's one thing we've actually, we've always done this, we've actually put it into the constitution so it's clear there. So, for example, I've got two councillors on the East Riding. Yeah. Um, I don't ring them up um, telling them what to do. Um, not at all. Not at all. No, they're represented by the people. The mandate they have from the people is what matters. They do their best. Um, we trust them to act with good morals, you know, within the code of conduct, of course, to honour the pledges they made during their election campaign. Um, but then, you know, if something comes up, a new issue comes up, they use their best judgment and mm -hmm. vote the best way um, that they can. So, yeah, I, I didn't tell um, uh, Tim Norman, Andy Walker, Ari Sarang County. I didn't tell them I want you to de declare a climate emergency. They they decided they would do that. Uh, twice the Tories blocked it. Third time, um, it got through. Um, that's not acting on their own, their own, um, their own initiative, which is what you should have. So, an elected member of the Yorkshire Party will never be told what to do by the party. They can, they can ask, they can ask us they want any, any sort of help, any support. They want to run something by us. Of course, they can. Um, we're there to serve the elected representatives. But the mandate you get from the people who elected you is infinitely greater than the mandate you get from us being selected as a candidate. So I think that's very interesting because it feels to me, and don't let me put words in your mouth, but it feels to me that when we were talking about decentralisation at the start, you're kind of decentralising your own party as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. We, we practice what we preach. Um, so when we, when we write policies, um, any, any member of the party um, can suggest a policy. So they might go to their, uh, we've got four sort of super branches for, you know, north, south, east, west. So they might suggest it there and that feedback goes to the exec. If it's just sort of a single issue thing, they can, can just vote on that. And usually they, they agree with what the member says. If it's um, a whole policy document, so like a transport policy, you know, it's, it's 100 policies put together. Um, we'll, we'll have experts within the party uh, writing that. Anyone can propose it. It goes to members um, for comment and amendments. And then finally, once we've, once we've done the amendments, it gets voted through um, by members. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, you know, and, and pe people, people engage, they, they take part with it. So it's very much um, a grassroots up. And like I say, we'd like to representatives, um, you know, we, you know we, we trust them. There's, there's obviously a code of conduct. If somebody was to do, it's never happened. If one of our councillors was to rob a bank or something, then obviously they'd have kicked out <laughs> the party. But we, we've never had to take any, any action against any of our elected representatives uh, on, on, on any level at all. 
Um, so that there is that, and you know, we, we vet people um, before they, they get a candidacy from us. Um, yeah, that's, uh, I think we're going better and better at that. And, uh, and yes, then they are trusted. They have a mandate from the people. I can ask us for help if, if they need any. Um, doesn't usually happen, but um, exactly, they're trusted. That's what people want. You want a local councillor who is, who is standing up um, for you, for your community. Yeah. Um, you don't want them following a party line. Yeah. Uh, and, and there shouldn't be one. And this is real devolution. So someone's like to a parish council um, such as I am, I'll be doing what's what's best um, what's best for for Rawdon. Yeah, absolutely. And um, if I mean, you know, that's, that's how it always should be. Um, I think some some of the parties do that town and parish level, possibly in, in some in some of the better town and parish councils, um, but not so much at uh, more the city council. For example, if we take, um, I'll take one example um, of Leeds when Labour came out with its housing plans, every Labour city councillor voted in favour of building on 37 Greenbelt sites and everybody else from every other party of the pens all voted against it. Now those plans were so bad, they got defeated in court. Mm. You know, a tiny um, Ebra neighborhood development forum, tiny uh, organization had to raise 10,000 pounds. They defeated them in court, but the Labour city councillors all followed the party line. Yeah. It's not on, yeah. you, you can't do that. You need people to put the people that voted for them and even those who didn't vote for them that are in their, in their ward or in their constituency, Need to put those people first before your party. For us, it's in the constitution. That is what you do. Other parties, not so much. You used the phrase real devolution when you were speaking just then. Mm. And I know you mentioned it a little bit at the start, but I find it um very interesting that you know you you standing in obviously the West Yorkshire race as we spoke about, but you don't actually believe that the mayoral system's the best way. Do you want to tell me what what kind of what you think is the best way? I think you touched on maybe a, a Yorkshire Parliament at the start. That's right. Um, a regional Parliament for Yorkshire in the same style as Scotland. So with real powers and controlling the funding. Now, let's make the comparison with the mayoral deal. Mm. Now, the mayor can uh, write a local transport plan. So the mayor can say we should have a mass transit system for the whole of West Yorkshire, for every community across West Yorkshire. And they could do feasibility studies. They could do consultations and get everybody involved and consult experts. But there's no way they can build that because their budget, the new money the mayor controls, works out to being less than £16 per person per year. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, think about the thousands of pounds you pay in tax each year. You've got income tax, you know, your, your VAT, road tax, all the different taxes that you've got. Um, the mayor's got less than 16 quid of that per person. Yeah. So how do we get the, the mass transit system built? Well, you've got to go cap in hand to Westminster. You're allowed to bid from the urban transport fund, which is 4.2 billion, but it's still Westminster that decides whether you get it or not. And this is a government that's, you know, it, it's it's massively downgraded, going to postpone Brantford's new station, um, cancel Sheffield and Manchester Road. It's looking like just about certain it's going to cancel our leg of HS2. I don't trust them to do this. Now, what I will will do if, if I'm if I'm elected, I'll try and make the best possible business case. I make it so overwhelmingly good. The Tories have to think, well, we're going to lose seats if we say no to this. Yeah. That's how you try and use that power. But it shouldn't be like that. It should be a parliament, so proper representation with elements of PR as well. And that parliament decides how Yorkshire spends the, the share of the money which it pays, the taxes mm. that we pay. We decide that. We want a mass transit system for, for West Yorkshire or for other bits of Yorkshire or other rail projects, Hull to Liverpool. We should make those decisions. And for other regions as well. I'm talking Hull to Liverpool. Well, that would mean that you know, Lancashire should have a similar body, you know, work together. That's fine. And I think everyone agrees that we need these things. Um, 
for the mayoral deal, I say that the powers are so limited. There's adult education, which is where I work. Um, so, you know, I'll develop adult education courses to fill skills gaps, help people get new jobs. But children's education, there's no power. You can try and use soft power, try and be an ambassador, but you haven't got actual power. Health, there's nothing, yeah. nothing at all. And yeah. um, so I can say, okay, on transport, I can try and help health workers with, you know, with transport costs or parking costs. I can try and do adult education courses to fill those health skills gaps as well. But, you know, I can't give nurses a pay rise. There's just no power to do it. Mm. That's not real devolution. Scotland has devolution. They don't pay tuition fees. They don't pay prescription fees. They reopened the Borders Railway about uh, four or five years ago, very successfully. They can make the decision and do it. A mayor can say what they want to do, but they can't do it. It's still Westminster holding the purse strings. And it's not real devolution. Yeah, absolutely. And this isn't this isn't mad, is it? Because, you know, I, I say to people all the time, well, actually, Yorkshire's population is larger than Scotland. So this isn't a kind right. of in-the-sky idea, is it? Exactly right. It's um, the economy is twice the size of Wales. Population is larger than Scotland's. We've got the rights of neither. Rights of neither. And you look at you know, Wales, Scotland, Northern Ireland have devolution, and so does London. Actually, people tend to forget London's the next most powerful um, devolution. Mm. So there is a part of England that has devolution, the Greater London area. Um, so we don't even have that. And I mean, you're absolutely right. People um, also it's happy to identify with politicians. If you ask them, do you like politicians? I'll probably just say no. Then you ask them, what about your your parish council, your town council? They might say, well, yeah, maybe local you know, city councillors. They might even like their own local MP, even if they're the same party, they may not like in government. So people, they like politicians they can identify with. Politicians who are dealing with their local issues. So you might get more of the politicians that you like and you'd be taking powers away from the sorts of politicians that maybe you don't like so much. Absolutely. And I, I guess one of, my, one of the other kind of strings I wanted to pull on here today, and I think it all ties in, is we are hearing arguably more than we have in many, many years about concentrating resources on areas such as Yorkshire in the north with this levelling up agenda. Do you, do you buy into that at all? Well, it's not happening. It, it, it just isn't happening. Um, I mean, we need to try and make up, make up a decades of neglect. Mm. Um, we've got a few marginal constituencies were targeted uh, with, extra, with extra promises before the last general election. And those marginals are still getting, it's called pork barrelling. Basically, the government's spending money, tail for itself, uh, win seats. And uh, I'm not breaking that to you, that's well known. Um, it's, um, it, it's just levelling up. So as, like I say, Sheffield and Manchester Road cancelled. Uh, Bradford City Centre Station, it was a really ambitious project. It was four billion. It was um, uh, basically a sort of underground link. So the new station had been uh, closely interchanged. So you had to walk from one to the other. And it was about uh, transparent connectivity. And that's being massively downgraded. It's almost certainly going to be cancelled now. HS2, our, our leg of HS2. It was the same legislation as Manchester's, but then they separated them. Why did they separate them? So they could approve Manchester's without approving ours. So that's gone. So leveling up, I'm sorry, just um, just in those three projects alone, we can make the argument it's not happening. Other projects, uh, York to Beverly line has had, had a massive setback, even though even the local Tories want that, but national Tories don't. And and that's actually quite a good point because I, I think if you if you listen to, to local representatives from actually for, from any reasonable party of Tories and Labour, um, you might get more agreements with local people than you would from national government. And if you have that regional parliament, it's accountable to local people just completely, it's completely accountable to local people. So they wouldn't vote people on the grounds of, you know, of Brexit or you know, whatever or whatever the next big national issue is. 
you're voting just for what you want to happen locally. And that actually is democracy, it's accountability. People get it wrong, they lose the seat. And at the moment when you, people are focusing on national issues for Westminster, you know, you're not, you're not quite getting that focus. Um, the councils, we have very large councils, of course, um, um, in some parts of, of West Yorkshire, um, you know, they, they haven't got the powers, the mayor hasn't got the powers to really do this. There's still that vacuum and there's a lot of unelected people involved. So I'd be, I'd be replacing unelected people mm -hmm. um, with, with, with properly accountable people, people who are accountable to, to you and me. And people seem to forget that even with, with the slight digression um, on the combined authority. OK, the mayor will be elected and, and, and be chair of that. Um, the mayor appoints a deputy mayor for police and crime. Uh, and then three people are appointed for, quote, political balance. <laughs> and uh, that's basically the, the Tories give themselves two seats. Um, Liberals will also get one, um, most likely. Might, might be great, who knows. Um, but you've got these unelected people and it doesn't really make any sense if you actually read through the devolution deal in detail how who gets voting rights on what it's excruciatingly contorted to try and make it make sense and it doesn't yeah scottish parliaments whatever you think of what they do how whatever you agree with those parties democratically at least it makes sense you have votes and that determines who represents you and who makes your decisions yeah i absolutely see what you mean and i suppose my final kind of question that sums that up is does this cut through to people you know you've spent obviously time virtually I imagine for most of it but maybe now in person knocking on people's doors for this campaign mm -hmm. do people understand that or is it just you know you talk about it being contorted is it just too complex for normal people you know who have like normal lives aren't like me and you who dig our noses into <laughs> the evolution deals and things like that who have actual um, real life problems to worry about that you know do, do people care is essentially what I'm asking um, I, th I think they do. I think um, the, 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 the simplest piece of the argument is to say, well, the mayor's got less than £16 per person per year, less than 16 quid. How are they going to build a mass transit system for that? They've got no powers for your kids' education. Mm -hmm. They've got no powers on health. I mean, that's the hot topic now. No powers at all. Um, that is enough to, to, to define the mayor, the mayor deal as being a very bad deal. And they also understand that Scotland has far more rights than we do and a much fairer share of public spending than we do. So that does that does get through to people. Um, but also, I want to make this very important point. Um, when I was campaigning uh, on, on Sunday in Hyde Park and heading there with uh, our candidate, Tyler Wilson, um, you know, we, we, we weren't so much talking about the big issues. We're talking about the little issues. You want to see cleaner streets and, and, and cleaner parks. You want to have greater green bin um, provision around there. And also that um, talking about uh, how, how students have been completely ripped off this year. So you talk about local issues. It isn't all about a regional parliament. It really isn't. The regional parliament is entered to, to improve transport, to improve green energy, um, green, all those sorts of things. So on the doorstep, yes, you, you mentioned those things on people last, but you, you always focus on, on local issues. You know, winning a town of parish council seat is a win. And if you're interested in grassroots politics, then obviously we want to win those as well. I want town of parish council to, to have more power than they do, of course, and that's a long term aim. But, you know, I'm parish council, I've, I've achieved things. I've helped save the green belt. Um, and, you know, and that's a really nice level of politics. People do tend to work together far more. So, yeah, they, they act very well on the doorstep, actually. It's um, probably the best reactions I've, I've had in seven years of the Yorkshire Party, actually. So yeah. people are, are wanting to hear from us. And I think it, I think that they've reached the disillusionment point with, with the Tories in national government and Labour locally. But I think partly because of what's happened, the world's been so unusual for the past year, 
people are starting to think more towards towards change, toward perhaps towards um, perhaps even, you know, taking a bit of a chance on a new party. Um, more belief that things things aren't don't, don't have to be the way they've always been. We've just seen a massive change for the whole world that no one really saw coming. So I think that basic argument for changing and trying to improve things is actually getting through better now than it ever has done. Absolutely, I think the world has definitely changed. There's a there's no arguing there. Look, mm. Bob, it's been a real pleasure to have you on and to have a chat about the Yorkshire Party. And uh, yeah, we'll speak to you soon. No, thank you very much. Good talk to you. Thanks, Jerry. Thank you so much for listening to Podzone Country, the Yorkshire Post political podcast. I've been Jerry Scott, the Yorkshire Post Westminster correspondent, and you can find this podcast wherever you usually find your podcasts, whether that's iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon, we're on them all. Um, and we would love it if you could leave us a review, subscribe, tell your friends, find us on Twitter. I'm at Jerry underscore E underscore L underscore Scott. And we will be back next week with another episode.